0: Welcome in to today's edition, Bill Michael's show on a Tuesday, how we looking, today's question, why did we overestimate and were we that wrong? Going to delve into that, a lot of good stuff coming up today uh, on the program, as always. Uh, we're uh, going to get uh, to our guy, uh, Brad Spielberger. Uh, pro Football Focus. we got our NFL Power Rankings coming up today. Matt LaFleur, as we heard with Mike um, uh, Clements yesterday, Matt LaFleur spoke yesterday afternoon after we got off the air. So we're going to hear that coming up in just a short bit as well. So we got a lot uh, lot going on today. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, all you got to do is give us a buzz. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter. At Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels uh, on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show over on YouTube. Simply Bill Michaels Show on YouTube and on Twitch TV as well. You can email the program The Bill Michaels at uh, gmail.com. The Bill dot com is the website. Uh, ben Kenny producing the program at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. And uh, Ben, how you doing this morning? Good. I was able to go to sleep early last
1: night because that game was decided uh, quite early. Is your is your question? Uh, did we overestimate? Are you talking about TCU's chances? Um, because <laughs> I did not. I thought Georgia was going to roll, and they did. And the game sucked, but
0: man, they're impressive. I um, I well, we can we can go with that. Sure, we can look into that. Uh, did we overestimate the Packers? Did we overestimate their defense? Now that all the smoke is cleared and we know exactly where they, they came in, um, did we overestimate the team in general in that sense? Uh, and why? How come we were so wrong in what we thought about this team? So we'll get into all of that today. That makes uh, a lot but more you're sense. Right. For the but record. you're right. I mean, it, um, the, the, um, the narrative for the national title game last night became did TCU belong and this argument for Alabama, and that, that's what it became, and it was disgusting. It's like, come on, just stop with there It's like everybody has to have Alabama there, otherwise it's not a complete championship game. Um, You know, had Ohio State's kicker actually split the uprights, and Ryan Day hadn't had such an incredible brain cramp and actually played for 10 more yards. Maybe they had a legitimate shot at kicking a field goal and winning that game. Um, and then Georgia's not even in the picture. You know, had uh, Michigan not to turn the ball over and been so stupid. And maybe they, it could have been an Ohio State-Michigan matchup. You were that close to that. So, you know, the the whole Alabama thing, it's that's what everybody wants to talk about because it's the big sexy sitting there but Alabama had a couple of losses one of them ugly it's like just stop stop with Alabama TCU earned their way there and when they got there they completely crapped the bed it, it just it, they just did uh and the whole thing with uh, TCU I, I don't do I feel sorry for them? not a bit they got there they earned it and then they got spanked and they had no answer. did you see their defensive coordinator on the sideline? Yes, CCUs. Who is, screaming by the way, the, a tremendous ahead. defensive coordinator. He was screaming at his guys to quit overplaying. It's it's like they just got there and forgot how to play defense. It's it's he just couldn't he couldn't get them to to stop. It, it, they couldn't help themselves. It was like a kid standing at the bottom of a table looking up, and you could see the candy bar hanging over the edge, knowing there's a mousetrap on the other side, and you just keep thinking, I can just get this candy bar off the table. I can do it. No, I can do this. And then it would snap and and break your fingers, and then there's another one around the next corner, and you're like, oh, man, that really hurt, but I know I can do this, and snap, and it would get you again, and then they go around the other. And it it was just guys playing out of position, guys over-pursuing, trying to do too many things, trying to do uh, other guys' jobs. And then it was just a spiral out of control. I'm not sorry. TCU got exactly what they deserve. And the argument always is, if you can't stop them, shut up. It's on you. I had no sorrow, care, or concern for TCU. None. Georgia was the better team. Georgia was more prepared. Georgia was more experienced. And I didn't feel sorry for for TCU at all. And this whole thing about, well, had Alabama been there, it yeah, it would have been another big lips-to-butt session for Nick Saban. And it, it's, just, it's just stop. Allow another team to have the spotlight. Allow another team to take over the top spot in college football. And really, that's the premier program right now. They have kind of unseated Alabama over the last couple of years. And that's okay. That, that's okay. It's like we're so afraid that if Alabama falls off, that college football is going to go with it. And that's okay. Let somebody else stand in the spotlight for a little while. It's it's Kirby Smart and his group, crew deserved it, man. So I, I have no problem with it. No problem with it last night. And TCU, this will all play itself out next year anyway, or uh, in 2024 anyway, when they go to the, the, the 12 teams. And, and this whole thing, and Alabama would have been there and had they then deserved it they would have then been there in the national title game so it you know it's 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 no big deal it's 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 no big deal so anyway that's uh that's kind of that's kind of the opener today TCU just got drilled 65 to 7 65 to 7 they got drilled last night. That's okay. Better luck next year. Go and regroup, learn from it, look at your film and uh, then you walk away and you go we're we're going to be the better team for it. There you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 1670 if you want to hit us up you can feel free to do so. Now uh and and this was the question yesterday yesterday um was a weird night because normally I'm gearing up for Monday Night Football, and I'm hanging out at the house. I'm going to head down to the bar. I'm going to get one beverage. I get a cigar. I sit back, and I watch the Monday Night Football game or part of it. Uh, I'm making my notes. I'm getting ready for the next game for the Packers. Yesterday was really weird. It was weird, man. Uh, Now, granted, um, Chris and Son had his birthday, so we took him to his birthday dinner. And we went to the distillery out in Grafton last night and did that and watched part of the national championship game. But uh, it was, it was just strange that I didn't have notes to make. And Ben, did it feel weird last night? No, I think it's going to feel weird
1: tonight. Um, because there was the national title and it still felt like a continuation of the weekend today. It's starting to feel weird that there's
0: not a game on Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah. It was funny because, uh, Kristen said to me last night, she goes, So what are we going to do Sunday? And I went, What do you mean? And then it dawned on me. I don't have a game to cover. And I said, Well, you know, I mean I'm I'm a football fanatic. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch football doing something. Uh, but and, and yesterday I know, you know, when I was talking about I was doing our spot for Robert specialty meets, and I said, Well, you know, I'm probably gonna do a little grilling out or whatever, but it's just a weird It just, it feels weird. Once the Green Bay Packers season comes to an end, it just feels, it feels like you're lost. Like you've got, you're just wandering through this sports, you know, you know, like a nomad right now, the sports desert of what am I going to do? You know, now for us, we get a very little reprieve because it's like, okay, we're down, we got nothing. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Mike and I are texting Mike, you know, I, me and Zach are texting and. Suddenly, we're you know preparing for all of our you know stuff to be sent to to this year to Arizona for Super Bowl, and we're going to start shipping pieces of the studio out. And you know I've got all the houses all light lined up and charity winners. Come. Okay, so that keeps us busy, but to not have a Packers game to cover, especially when it comes to playoff time, it's just bizarre. It's a really weird feeling right now. So the question I kept getting asked last night, which is a very roundabout way to get there is how come we thought they were going to be good? And I I just, I, I looked at people last night, and I really, I just said, I don't know. I don't know. We just did. We thought that we'd be better. And I think that there was a lot revolving around the quarterback this season that shouldn't have you know the thumb issue he probably should have sat for a game or two if figured this way had he sat for a game or two and jordan love came in and won just one game what happened on sunday was meaningless cuz the packers would have been in you know had they you know had they beaten detroit or washington or you know any one of those those teams that were are are, are normally lackluster had they won one of those games and it would have been a, a different outcome. But uh yeah, it was uh it was weird. It was weird, no doubt. 877 867 1670, 877 867 1670. Uh if you want to give us a shout, go ahead and do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. The um the the Aaron Rodgers saga with the thumb. The trying to get everybody on the same page, the start for Christian Watson first being, you know, nicked up in training camp and then getting the chance to play and only playing a short period of time. And then Romeo Dobbs getting and they never really got on the field at the same time. And, you know, it it was I think it was then Sammy Watkins being kind of forced into the mix, who was just awful. Um, it, you know, there was so much, so many layers to the onion as to why the offense didn't function. Matt LaFleur's play calling this year was garbage for the most part. I mean, just garbage to numerous times stand at the podium and go, yeah, I didn't get Aaron Jones, the football. That's unacceptable. We got to check the tape and you just put it on replay was embarrassing as a head coach. I mean, how, he's one of your best weapons. I mean, how do you forget about him? I mean, that's just dumb. You you can't you can't call yourself a head coach and and then continuously go to the podium and say that it it that that's embarrassing. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Jones towards the end of the season getting nicked up as well, and you know the back and forth with Bakhtiari, and just as he starts to really get into a groove, and then he ends up, you know, <laughs> with an appendicitis, and it was just like his season was somewhat jinxed and. But I'll say this: um, as much as we want to point for the first portion of the season, our finger at the defense, and you can, uh, the offense never got on track. Never got on track, and and Aaron Rodgers was inexplicably bad, or or average, if you want to call it that. Which which for Aaron Aaron Rodgers is bad. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, it just it never got on track. Um, we estimated the defense when the draft choices were made that it was just going to be better. Jair getting the contract, everything was settled there. Stokes going down with an injury, Rashawn Gary going down with an injury. And we said that there, this was a defense that you really could not afford large injuries to, to, you know, befall them. You just, you couldn't. You, you couldn't, you couldn't do that. And, um, It just, you couldn't afford key injuries to certain people because the depth wasn't there. You just didn't have enough money to go out and buy additional depth. You know? Uh, Jason says, what did Aaron Rodgers end up on the season? I think he was like the 17th ranked quarterback. 17th ranked quarterback uh, in the league uh, when it comes to quarterback rating. You know, in yards per game, he he was way down there yards per game yeah he uh he was probably probably about the same 17th to 20th something like that um and then you know obviously having you know numerous touchdowns on the season Aaron Rodgers never you know goes into double digits and he had 12 of them he had 12 of them this year 26 touchdowns, 12, uh, you know, less than 30 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, sacked 32 times on the year, which is not a huge number, but it was, it ranks 14th. So it wasn't like he was continuously under pressure. That's middle of the pack. It's nothing excessive. I mean, Russell Wilson sacked 55 times because he hangs onto the ball. Justin Fields sacked 55 times because he had a, a really porous offensive line. Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, both sacked quite a bit. Joe Burrow was sacked 41 times. The majority of those in the first half of the season after that line was trying to figure itself out, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts was sacked 36 times, so it wasn't like Rodgers was under siege. It just inexplicable misses, an offense that never got on track, play calling that was sporadically pathetic and And predictable, I mean literally as we 're sitting there on Twitter predicting here it comes, third and two they 're going to throw deep, go four wide with one back set and a shotgun. Oh, here you go, there you go that 's what they run. no motion, no nothing. get rid of and I was watching yesterday on get up, and they were they were saying a lot of the same thing, like where did the play action go? Where did Aaron Rodgers under Center with the ability with, with his amazing ability to fake handoffs and hide the football and get misdirection going on defense. And where did all that go? Where'd that creativity go? Was that did, when, when Nathaniel Hackett left, did it leave? Did it walk out the door? Is Matt LaFleur really not the brains of the offense? I mean, he's got some, he, he's got to look in a mirror and not just to fix his hair and his mustache and his eyebrows. I mean, he's got to look in a mirror and say, I need to be better. And if I'm not, then pretty much next year's it. You're you're done. Because if this embarrass, embarrassing display, it can't be run back again. Eight seven seven 867 Justin's got a great question. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, this portion of the uh, program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. But don't forget, coming up tomorrow night, we're going to be at the Thirsty Duck. Uh, the huddles do not end. We are going to continue on. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. We're going to be at the Thirsty Duck in Sussex tomorrow night. The Thirsty Duck in Sussex. Tomorrow night, 6 to 8. Bill Michaels Huddle happening then. Looking forward to seeing you out there. And again, it's all brought to you by our proud, proud sponsor now 22 years with the program. That's our friends at Bud Light. Stay tuned. We got more right after this. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the
2: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. it's time to make evaluations and is finger points it's just part of the process will, will Joe Barry be your defensive coordinator next year that's, that's what I anticipate yes um, I would say this that like I said we're, we're at the initial stages of all the evaluations and quite frankly I don't, I don't really anticipate a whole lot if any staff changes at all I, I do think there's something to the guys that we have in this building um, certainly I think there's a lot of things that all of us can improve upon most notably myself. Um, but I, I do believe in the people, not only in the locker room, but, but our coaching staff
0: uh, palm to forehead, man, palm to forehead. Joe Barry's going to be back. There's your boat anchor. Uh, I picture Matt LaFleur right now standing on the front bow of a ship, and they're like, Matt, Matt, you, you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to run it back. All right. And the, the boat anchor says "the the it's on the Joe Barry. And so he's got his arms around it. He's like, no, not making changes. Making changes are bad. I, I, I don't have the cojones to fire anybody. I'm not doing it. And they're like, that's fine. But as the season goes on and you jump in the water, yeah, you're going to the bottom, dude. Going to the bottom. Um, The question, two, two things were posed to me. One was, if Joe Barry was that bad, do you believe the defense was good enough to get you to the postseason? Yes, I do. I do. I uh, I think the defense played well enough at the end of the season to be a contender. The problem I have is not the last game 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. What I have a problem with is game 1 through 12. That's what I have a problem with. The fact that you were massively dumb right out of the shoot against the, the Minnesota Vikings. I, I just, you got dump trucked. You, you couldn't stop anybody. Um, the fact that we're looking continuously of either, one, guys playing out of position, or two, the inability to tackle, or three, you know, and, and you and I have all noted it. <laughs> when you're looking at a second and five, and guys are playing eight, nine yards off the ball, it, it doesn't take a math genius to figure out a first down's coming. And your defense not only was on the field too long in many cases; they were dying death by a thousand cuts. But we didn't give up the big play. But instead, they ate up four minutes off the clock to go and score. Oh, okay, uh, I understand some injuries happened, and it. You know, Savage didn't play well to start the season and uh, had to be ultimately benched. Uh, you lose Stokes. You lost Rashawn Gary midway through the season. Um, there were some things there. You had to, you know, Rasul Douglas didn't play necessarily great early on. Uh, there was there was some problems. Yeah, you, you moved guys around. You had to figure out positions, which I, I still can't believe it took you that long to figure them out. And what we had said in the beginning of uh, training camp. When there was so much of a wow factor because, oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers picked off. And we kept saying, no oh, it's training camp. But then we kept thinking, boy, this defense is that good. Holy mackerel, they're picking off Aaron Rodgers. This is amazing. No, it really turned out that Aaron Rodgers was just bad. And the defense was inept. And it didn't really come together until it was too late. You dug yourself too much of a hole. Alex asks if I feel good that I had put the dagger in them and they ultimately didn't make the postseason. No, Alex, no. I wanted them to win. I I was rooting for the Packers to win. I'm rooting for the Packers for, on different levels. One was, as a fan of Green Bay, and I, I grew up a Packers fan. It wasn't like I, just because I didn't start out my life here, didn't mean I wasn't a Packers fan. Yes, I've always been a Packers fan. So, uh, yes, I wanted them to win. Secondly personally it's good for the business it's good for us i'd rather be sitting here right now talking about the matchup going into san francisco coming up next weekend we we had a, a watch party plan we were going to be at the distillery in grafton actually doing the show post game show live from there but a full watch party we had prizes we had stuff to give away we had a whole party planned that that was all washed off the board thanks to their ineptitude So there was so many reasons that I wanted to see the Packers win. It doesn't, I I don't take pleasure in it. I just, I looked at when they dug that hole early on. I thought this is probably just too much to to dig out of. Now, after a loss against Detroit, it was an emotional moment, in which I say this team sucks because they could play, they couldn't play any worse. So, no, I don't take pleasure in it, but it just is what it is. It was a, it's just a bad football team that dug themselves a hole. And now they're going to run back Joe Barry, a guy that helped them dig the hole. I, you know, I f- Philosophically speaking, don't look for aggressiveness. Don't look for anything next year. Go back to the beginning of the season, playing off the ball. Don't give up big plays. Play it safe. Be in the right place at the right time. I'm not going to get creative. We're just going to see what happens. And you hope you don't get beat two, three, four, five times early on to start again digging that hole let's go to the phone calls. let's talk to our buddy um mike and cut a mike how you doing today what's going on man
2: well i'll tell you what looking at everything realistically bill and you took a lot of wind out of my sails when you talked before before this last segment beginning of the season i, I don't want to keep rehashing stuff but look Rodgers signs a big contract, Devontae Adams is gone. We get rookies that are rookies. They're not a seasoned all-pro veteran that's had the chemistry with Rodgers. Rodgers gets a big contract, what do, they do doesn't go to OTAs. The first thing you need to do is show leadership and show up to those freaking OTAs. You got paid, you got to get some chemistry and timing down with your receivers. They're rookies. You, you can't trade Devontae Adams, and I don't care if they're two or three first-round uh, receivers. The the next thing is these previous three seasons, perfect storm, great record, couldn't back it up. So we're, we're legitimate contenders? No, we were pretenders. We're one and done in the playoffs. So what makes anybody think that if we won this game going into San Francisco, do we really have the horses to win it all? Do we have the horses to even put in the race to win it all? I mean, realistically, Bill, we don't. And let's quit kidding ourselves. The, the gravy train, the Rogers gravy train, the wheels have fallen off. It's off the tracks. It's time to start a new era. Get You got to get rid of, what, three, four players. They take up, what, $100 million bucks. Where are we going to find the holes to fill in free agency or whatever when you don't have the money to spend? You got these players. It's dead cap money. Let's not fool ourselves. We, this is not a blow it all up. And make a new team. You got to fill holes, and you need money to do that, and you don't have it. So what are you going to do? I mean, the, uh, let's the not when kid you talk, ourselves. no, I
0: understand that. I appreciate the phone call. When you talk about, okay, let's just say you go into next year with the guys that you have. Okay, you're not that far away cap wise from getting under the cap. You're nine million over right now, um, and and they can do whatever they want. Okay, they can get creative with all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they were 36 million over going into this season and they got creative enough to figure out where they had room. So, 9 million over in today's day and age is no big deal. Okay? Um you've got I hate to say it, but Adrian Amos could be a salary cap casualty at 7.9 million. Um Dean Lowry by don't need it. Uh, you got Jerron Reed for a year. Randall Cobb is an interesting concept because he is a safety net. If you bring Rogers back, he's kind of Rogers guy and and I'll be honest, Randall Cobb surprised me this year. He played pretty well. I don't mind running him back, but I'm not running him back for eight nine million bucks. I'm running him back for minimum at best. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is gone. Mason Crosby is an interesting cat. Um, I, I, there's got to be a kicker out there that you could probably get. There's a couple of them that you can think of that are pretty good, that are probably coming out of college that are going to make minimal, save a few million there. Robert Tanyan, he's a $500,000 dude. You know, you can bring him back, but you have got to pay attention to the tight end position. Uh, there's some ways to make things happen if you choose to do so. And, um... And right there, I mean, uh, between Adrian Amos, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, if you bring him back, or if you don't, Randall Cobb, whatever, uh, right there I've just cut like $9 bucks. So you're back to zero before you even adjust a contract, you know? So I, I think you can have money, but it starts with the quarterback. And I think Marcus Spears was awesome this morning. They said, Marcus, now that, uh, you know, the season is the offseason has begun, you know, and and the the decision is with Aaron Rodgers, whether or not he comes back or not. uh, And then he stopped him and said, I don't give a damn if Aaron Rodgers comes back. I don't want to hear it. And then he went on a rant saying, stop acting like you're on a different plane. You played poorly. Get if you're coming back. You're making 30, 40, 50 million bucks. Get your ass into OTAs and mini camps quit acting like you're the best cuz you're not. And get in and run this thing back. Otherwise, quit holding the team hostage. And that's exactly what he would be doing. So they make a decision. So like I said yesterday when I started the show off, it's you got a month. And then I'm Brian Gutekinson and I'm flying out to say what's going on. Because if you're not all in, and you're getting 40, 50 million bucks, whatever it happens, whatever the exact number is, if uh, if you're not all in, then you're not all in, and I don't need you. Not with what we just saw. And this whole thing about Aaron Rodgers playing with a chip on his shoulder, he's going to bounce back and win MVPs. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, Maybe he's going to play to that level at the age of 40. But what we saw this year... You know, this whole thing of he's got other injuries and all these, everybody's making excuses. It's like, like, stop. We saw it at the end of the season last year, and we saw him play this year. It just, there's always an excuse for poor play. And in this season, let's call it what it is. This season, he played poorly. By Aaron Rodgers' standards, he played poorly. It starts with the quarterback and trickles down. And then you can talk about the youth and inexperience of the wide receivers and you know, Alan Lazard, you know, Alan Lazard's Alan Lazard. He's, he's a good, solid receiver, but he's not a number one. He's not a number two. You know, he's a number three, number four type of receiver. Um, your tight end position is lacking. But you got to use him, too. I, I, You know, as much as I can sit here and say where all the uh, ineptitudes are on this team, you actually have to use him and actually incorporate things like that into your game plan. And I think Matt LaFleur was a massive failure this year as well. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels show right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on
2: the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the program. Hey, if you are looking for a house that is more beautiful, more economical, and uh, more valuable. All you got to do is add some windows. If you uh, have leaky windows, drafty windows, windows that aren't paned properly, the uh, the glass in between or the air in between the glass gone, it's not really creating that barrier anymore to the outside cold. All you got to do is get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. We are having an unseasonably warmer winter right now, and I know that may not mean a lot, but what it tells me is, at some point, we're going to get our butts kicked and uh eventually you're gonna need the windows and you're gonna say god i wish i would have listened god i wish i would have listened just like i did i ended up listening and my little voice inside kept saying get that patio door so i finally did and when we got the cold snap a while back uh oh boy did it save big time my bills go up exponentially i got uh i got a uh, what's called like a great room it's it's a really big room downstairs And it used to get really cold. The heat couldn't keep up in that room, and that's where that patio door was. And it would be a cold day outside, you know, wind chills of 10, 15, 20 below, and that room would always be at like 59 to 63, somewhere in there, even though it was set at 70. And this uh, this winter, when we got that cold snap, it never moved. It was always at 70. And it's only because I replaced that big, giant patio door with a new door from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's fantastic, and it saved me. So do what I did. Uh, the proof's in the pudding for me. I mean, it's, it's just, it is what it is. It just turned out to be a really good purchase. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, com. That is com. And see for yourself what Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can do for you. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to our, uh, let's see here. Who do we got? We got John listening to us in Atlanta. John, how you doing today, man? What's up?
3: Hey, good. Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, I think with the Packer conversation, you know, it's a it's a rinse and repeat um, organization. Um, you know, since Lafleur has been here, so I think uh, I don't know. I think the expectations, like you said, everybody they were so high this year, but I think we have to just go back and realize you know, it's rinse and repeat for LeFleur. You know, so I think if he does bring everybody back, I mean, just don't have any expectations. Just enjoy your Sunday, and you know, win or lose, it is what it is. I mean, they're not going to get any further. I don't feel you know. But um, right. But speaking of our rinse and repeat, you want to go to the game last night? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, talk about a, a rinse and repeat organization. I mean, Georgia, I mean, like you were saying, you know, did, did TCU show up? Probably not. But let's be honest. I don't know if you watch much Georgia football, but that's what they do. They've done right. that for two years now. And they've, they've bypassed Alabama, let's just be honest. Nothing against Saban. Um, yes, but they right did. now, they are Right they're, now, they're not way above Alabama, but they're Alabama's an afterthought, at least these last couple of years, let's just be honest. I mean, they, they beat Alabama last year, so everyone has to admit to that. But um, right. I guess that's probably just a given. But man, what a what a performance last night! I mean, just total total domination. I mean, if Lafleur could learn anything from Kirby, it would have been that pregame speech. I don't know if you saw it, but you know
0: <laughs> when they I, asked, that they I did not, forward. but I I, I, uh, I saw afterwards okay. and and what they were talking about in 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 getting guys prepared to play and how they go about their business and obviously Stetson Bennett. I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback and has excelled. And but going back to your point about Alabama. It's okay. It's like the college football world is is in turmoil because the great Nick Saban isn't there. It's like, who cares? It's okay. You're allowed to have another champion that has won back-to-back since Alabama did it. But I, I agree with you. I mean, Georgia has been a powerhouse now for going on two straight years. And there's no reason to think, uh, you know, I mean, obviously they're graduating some guys and Stetson Bennett obviously is, is, is leaving and such, but you know, there's no reason to think that Georgia is suddenly going to have this dramatic fall off. They have taken over the top spot in college football and it's okay. Right. I agree. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Kirby, I mean, and he's a disciple of Saban, so you got to call it what it is, but man, you got to respect what he's done and just his, his way, ca- The way he cares himself. I mean, that opening question to him was, what do you expect? And he's like, aggression. Would you imagine we yeah. like, were saying that before a game? I don't know if it's in his Oh, regular, no. But,
0: no, he would hem and, and Hawn. Like, oh, oh, he yeah. That's
3: all he said. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, man, you, I wish we could get some, something, some mojo from Georgia. because it's,
0: Can it's you imagine a- asking uh, Joe Barry prior to a game what he can expect?
3: <laughs> I, you know? I don't, yeah, I don't think they'd have any words. Um,
0: I don't even think he knows the word aggression. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and not to put them down, but I mean, and then I'll throw this at you: What are you about? What do you think about the SEC compared to the Big Ten? I mean, I know the Big Ten's trying to reach the SEC; they're not, they're not, they're getting closer. But let's be honest: Ohio State—they had Georgia on the ropes for a half, and they couldn't finish them off.
0: Right. And that's I. Well, I'll I'll say this though: I, I, I've never been a fan of Ryan Day, and Ryan Day has not been able to win those consistent big games and beat ranked teams consistently either. Uh, top 10 teams consistently either since he took over the program. So I, I in yeah. no way, shape, or form think that Ohio State under Ryan Day is suddenly going to ascend to take their, their place at top college football. I just don't see it happening. They're going to be a power in the Big Ten, but I don't think they're yeah. going to be a power overall because he's just consistently cannot beat teams that are ranked higher than him.
3: Don't you think it's kind of embarrassing for, embarrassing for Michigan? I mean, TCU, they had, oh, God, had a yeah. chance in that game against TCU. And then TCU – but in a sense, TCU kind of dominated them. It just shows you, I think, again, how head and shoulders the SEC is. I don't think it's even close. If Michigan would have squeezed out that game, not that they would – Georgia would have did the beatdown like last night, but they still would have beat them. It's just different quarter – it's just different coaching.
0: But think about this, though. You were a couple of plays away from it being an Ohio State-Michigan matchup. I agree. I agree. And I don't even
3: know – yeah, and that would have been, you know, for all those fans, it would have been a nice little matchup. But man, I just, I know, I know. I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm obviously a Packer fan. But watching Georgia for the last 20 years, it's just fun watching a team that tackles and just has a coach that outcoaches others. It's it's a beautiful feeling. I know with football, we haven't never had that. But man, as a fan, yeah, man, it's just so enjoyable to watching the better coach <laughs> in a big game. Yep. You know, it's amazing.
0: Yep. No doubt. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. He drops off, you get on board eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 1670 Stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael
2: Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network now in green bay here's mike clemens the packers cleaned out their locker yesterday after losing to the lions on sunday night rookie linebacker quay walker apologized for being ejected from the game in the fourth quarter just a selfish act
4: of me uh very just very uh stupid and dumb uh, i say immature of me uh i seem to overreact at times and I reached out to the trainer uh earlier today talked to him for a long time continue to apologize and just pray that he forgive me and um, also told him to uh, reach out to the
2: team if he can and to the other trainers as well Walker explained when Lions running back DeAndre Swift went down with an injury he went to check on him their friends and former teammates at Georgia when a Lions medical staffer pushed Walker aside he shoved him back and that's when he drew the flag Matt LaFleur I'll never defend the action but I'll defend the person and I think Quay, he feels terrible about it, rightfully so. I don't think Quay is a malicious person. And several Packers players will become free agents this spring. Tight end Robert Tunyon. I think that's honestly the hardest part is not knowing who
4: you're going to play with next year uh, in terms of, like, just the reality of an unfo locker room. Just people come and go, I mean, daily, to be honest with you. And then, of course, after the season, you just never know. Um, so that's kind of why you can't take things for granted and people for granted because, Never know when you're going to play with them again, or see them, or you know, talk to them, and feel their energy. So, um, yeah, that's probably the hardest part.
2: That's Packers tight end Robert Tunyon in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Hey, our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. Now I know, I know the holidays are over. You may not be in the market necessarily for jewelry at this point, but it's a new year. And who knows whether it's an engagement coming up. uh, It could be just a a birthday present, an anniversary gift. There is no better place than right there in West Bend where they rock your world. That's our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers uh, located right in West Bend. If you want to check them out online, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, Kane Jewelry. Dot com, But at the bottom of the page, scroll down. Andy does uh, Andy Kane, who's the owner out there. Him and his wife, great people. But he does a Buy Like a Guy podcast, and it's pretty cool. Uh, they do bourbons and all this kind of stuff. They get into all kinds of different stuff, and it's just it's it's a really good listen. So if you're uh, surfing around one day and you go to Kane Jewelry, go to the bottom of the page. and You'll see the Buy Like a Guy link. Just click on it. You're good to go. You can find it over on Instagram too. Buy Like a Guy. And uh, find his stuff there, but just good stuff from our friends at Kane and Kane jewelers. Let's get back to the phone calls. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Ty listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, man, long time. Oh, What's What's on, Billy Mike. Well, I am uh I am still kind of feeling empty right now with uh you know, without a Packers game to prepare for this weekend. It's kind of a weird, surreal feeling. I'm not used to this right mm-hmm. now
4: yeah, uh, man, listen, you know, it's been a long tumultuous year for me watching the Eagles be as good as they have been. They beat us. And just watching Aaron Rodgers not be as good. But, um, yes! you know, I, I, I look at it like, <laughs> you know, what you've been saying about him, man, looking himself in the mirror is right on point. I mean, it's just, you know, like him leaving these seasons like how he has been the last three years, it's not a good look for his legacy. He has to be self-aware enough to understand that, you know, right. you're going into a year where you got younger receivers, um, you got to show up, you, gotta, you know, uh, you know, he needs to take a pay cut, show some leadership, take a pay cut, get with some of these other vets that didn't play up to their contract level this year. Whether it's Rasul Douglas, whether it's, uh, advisory Campbell didn't play as good as he did last year. Um, yeah, and, you know, y'all go out and fill some holes because he's going to need some veterans to come in. He's, we're not getting to the Super Bowl with, with Dobbs and, and, and Watson as our number one and number two. So, And we also need a tight end, a reliable one. So, you know, whether it's Odell Beckham if he want to come in, whether it's Darren Waller if he want to come in, but he needs to show some leadership. Uh, you know, I, I also think LaFleur needs to show some balls about this uh, Joe Barry thing. I mean, I, I I just don't understand how you could keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Right. We did it this year with with a uh, a the, uh, the, uh, kick returner all year. You know. Uh, you know. I, I just thought I would not. Joe Barry did not even know what to do with his cornerbacks. He didn't not right. know what to do with them this year. And he could you know, it's talent
0: us. he had. Yeah, I agree.
4: He did not know how to use the talent he had. Uh, you know the Packers are not far away with Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback, but I have to admit that he is as much as the problem as anybody else, and so is Matt Lafleur. If you can if you're supposed to be known for your play calling and you can't, you can't beat a blitz or all-out blitz on a third and two, then there's something wrong with that
0: something wrong with that. there's something wrong with rogers in the sense that it used to be man you'd run safeties around back there go single high and stuff and it was easy and it's just all of a sudden it's like just lock on one guy and that's where you're going with the football uh you yep. know I and, I, I and that's
4: the that's how the season has ended for the last three years uh, right. home pseudo home playoff games this is why i say he has to be self-aware enough to look himself in the mirror, he can't step back foot on Lambeau Field making sixty million dollars without giving his his team the opportunity to win a Super Bowl at forty years old. Like yeah. it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Nope, one hundred percent agree, man. Appreciate it. Always great to talk to you, Ty. Thanks so much. You know, our buddy Ty and our buddy L Ben, those two guys are in Philly, man. When you go back home, you should you should look these guys up. I mean, I think they've both
1: expressed how. Uh, this, uh, how unhappy they are that the Eagles are good. That's so I don't okay. know how that would because go because you
0: guys are all Philly You got you should be sitting in a bar, some local neighborhood bar in Philadelphia, and 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 arguing sports and drinking beer and beverages, and that that's what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, complaining about happy. Aaron Rodgers. I
0: think we're all there on the go. same page there. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I, I think there's. A re- I might have to facilitate that if we go to Philly. If we say we go for a maybe we'll go to a Brewers game or something. You know, if they play when they play Philly this year. Maybe we'll go there, just hang out. Is that bar? There's a Holiday Inn right there next to uh, Citizens Bank. Yep. Uh, that bar. What was that bar called inside the Holiday Inn? Oh, I don't know. They've they've oh. added a
1: lot to the ballpark, and they actually have yeah. some, some outdoor bars. At the ballpark, which are kind of not part of the actual game experience, so I think that bar yeah. has been left behind.
0: Maybe okay, because they had a bar there, man. It was it was like it was, the, the logo was like an old dude with a scruffy beard. I can't remember like Hobo Joe's or something. I can't remember what the hell it was, but that it, it was a good bar. It was a good drinking bar, man. We were out there years ago for the uh, when the when the uh, Brewers were in the postseason. Sat in that bar, did a pregame show. And it was just a good, drinking, arguing sports bar. It was fun. Ah, the good old days. Stay tuned. We still got three. Three. yet to go. Hang in there. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.